Hi guys, Victor here. Let's talk for a minute about what it takes to raise capital. Those of you who have read my book, Magnetic Capital, know that there's five principles you need to follow. Number one, relationship. Number two, trust. Number three, results. Number four, having a compelling opportunity. And number five, alignment. Today I want to focus on a combination of number three, results, and number four, having a compelling opportunity. When I talk to real estate investors, one of the things I often hear is I can't find any good deals. As the market's gotten more and more competitive over recent years, prices have increased dramatically. And it is true, finding good deals is more and more difficult. So while you may have a track record in finding good deals, if you can't find any more, it actually doesn't help you because you can't produce any more of that great thing you used to do in the past. When I'm looking to put together a project, I have a very clear picture in my mind of what the finished product is going to look like. I know how much rent I'm looking for. I know what the dollar per square foot's got to look like. I know what the construction cost has to look like. And I know ultimately what the appraised value's got to look like. How do I know that? Well, I've done a dozen projects just like it already in the past. I do like Stephen Covey used to say, begin with the end in mind, and work backwards from that finished product. I don't find deals. I don't hunt for them. I design them. I create them out of thin air. Now, you can't apply that strategy just anywhere. You've got to have the right market conditions and a sufficient imbalance between demand and supply. That is to say, I want more demand than supply. Basic, basic rule of business. Those conditions are met, and I can buy land at a low enough price. I should be able to make my model work. It's not an accident that my projects look remarkably the same. I designed them that way. Okay, so let's look at a concrete example. One of my objectives is at the end of every project, I want to be able to generate at least 30% net margin at the end of each project. What does that mean? It means that if a project is going to be valued at, say, a million dollars, I want to cap my investment at $700,000. So I've got $300,000 of value creation on top of that $700,000 investment. There's my magic 30%. Now you might be saying, Victor, I don't need that 30% because you know what, this is a long-term buy and hold and I'm gonna be holding the property for a long, long time so it's not that important that I generate that equity at the beginning. Why do I need all that equity? Well, here's a very simple reason. When I complete a project, I get it leased up, get it stabilized, I will then go back to the lender and I will show them my performance of the property. I will show them the property is worth a million dollars and I will ask them to refinance the project at 70% loan to value. They will then give me that amount. Well, if my investment was at 70% of the appraised value, they're going to give me back 100% of my investment. At that point, I'm holding the proverbial no money down deal. I have no cash tied up in the project. I have a relatively conservative 30% equity ratio and I have a property that's generating positive cash flow with no cash tied up in it. That means that my rate of return from that point forward is infinite. That's why I want to do that. I want to take the capital that was invested in the project at the beginning and then go do it again. Go build another project using that same capital. Recycle the capital and get to multiply the portfolio with the same money. The formula I'm describing here is exactly the same. It doesn't matter whether you're dealing with a single family home, a 10 unit building, a 100 unit building, or a 300 unit building. The formula is exactly the same. Now, you might be a real estate investor sitting at home trying to figure out how to get your business off the ground. You're not going to get this kind of insight by looking to Google for answers. You know, Sir Edmund Hillary was credited with summiting Mount Everest as the first person to summit that mountain. But in truth, he would never have accomplished that without Tenzing Norgay, the Sherpa who guided him all the way from base camp to the summit. Now, when Sir Edmund Hillary went to find someone to help him summit Mount Everest, 
He didn't go to Cambridge University. He didn't go to Harvard or MIT looking for someone who academically knew how to summit the mountain. He went to somebody who lived it, who breathed it, who was immersed in that environment. And that's what you need as well. You don't want an educator, someone who simply can give you textbook smarts. You want someone who's living it, breathing it, doing it day in and day out. It doesn't have to be me. Just find somebody who can shave a week, a month, or a decade off of your timeline and get you to the finish line so much faster. Meantime, hope this has been helpful. Go out, make some awesome things happen, and we'll talk to you soon.